Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, I'm Jen Hauregel. Welcome to the Sportsman of the Year, a suburban philosophy. Just a warning before we get started, some of the language can get a bit tough at times. I am from West Auckland, after all. And we also talk about some stuff you might find upsetting, and some stuff you will hopefully find funny. So take care of yourselves, okay? This episode is dedicated to everyone who has jumped on an idea and seen it through to fruition. Even if it's just planting tomatoes in a pot or having the gumption to sweep the floor in the kitchen because you finished what you set out to do and because of that, you are and will always be a winner. Every day we are bombarded with social media, news, statistics, numbers and figures which tell us stories about what other people are doing, how much money they make and how successful they are. This culminates in a whole lot of inner judgement and can attack our self-esteem because we measure our success in terms of how we compare, making us feel powerless and useless. Whenever I feel I'm not getting anywhere with what I'm doing, I remind myself that some people come from absolutely nothing or worse than nothing and go on to achieve great things just because they believe they can and they never give up. You may think, I'm pissed off because they have a bigger car, house, biceps than me, or their life is so perfect and it's not fair, etc. But the irony is, there is probably someone saying the same thing about you, only you wouldn't believe it. When you are comparing yourself to others, you are tying yourself to a continually moving benchmark that works very much like a rainbow. No matter how fast you chase it, you will never find the beginning or the end, because it just doesn't exist. When you start competing and comparing your life with another, it will slow you down. I liken this to a swimming race, because I used to love competitive swimming, and a coach told me, if you keep looking from side to side to see where everyone else is, you end up losing traction, so focus on your lane. In this life, no matter who you are, there will always be someone in the next lane, either in front of you or behind you. But when you are only thinking about your own lane and where you are, Then you can swim at your own pace and get out of the pool, have a cup of tea, grab some lunch, buy some new togs, jump back in and keep swimming. There is no deadline or hurry. There is just the end of the pool and you will win your race in the end. Over 14 years ago, my mum said to me, why don't you release some more music? She also said, why don't you start a music business? And, Jan, you have so much talent. Why don't you go and do something that makes you happy? I remember the setting vividly. It was in the kitchen of my house in Mount Albert where the evening sun streaming through the window. Dinner was bubbling away in the kitchen and she was holding one of my baby boys. I yelled at her through my self-absorbed tears. Don't be so ridiculous, Mum. I can't do that. I'm a washed-up has-been and no one is interested in the likes of me. But she was absolutely right and sometimes I can't believe how determined I was not to listen 
and how angry I was with her at the time. While writing this, I'm about to release another studio album. I have two successful businesses, Aeroplane Music Services and music publishing company Songbroker. I have a loving partner who is supportive and lets me be as ambitious and creative, some might call it mad, as I choose. I have a great relationship with the father of my children because he is still part of my family and half of my boys. And I watch our kids in awe now as they navigate their own ships out of the harbour, readying for their own voyages. For me, I figured out how to start designing my circumstance by simply learning how to ask for things or... For those of you with a more analytical nature, I guess you would say I got better at goal setting. All I know is that if you want something or you have a dream in mind, you simply write it down and state your intention and then you work towards it every day and you don't stop until it's finished. That is for everything, work, creative life, relationships, prosperity and personal growth. And you never, ever, no matter what, take your eye off the prize until you have won it. My third album, All Grown Up, came 14 years after my second. It was surprising, though, how fast it all came together once I made the decision to actually finish it. The odds were not in my favour. I hadn't released anything for a long time. I had kids in a rather large mortgage and nothing left over to pay for any recordings. Age-wise, well, I was geriatric in music industry terms. It was impossible and I didn't think I could do it. But then, because I had written it down as a goal a few years back and had been seeing it happen in my imagination, it makes sense that somehow I would figure out a way to finish it. So how did I make an album on an empty tank? Fortunately, something incredible happened, which also confirmed that yes, wishes do come true, and they have been coming true for my entire life. But until this happened, I had never clocked it. One day, when I was working as marketing and sales manager at Juice TV, I got a call from Julianne Hedges, a media acquaintance, who I had met when trekking around Wellington selling Juice TV spots to media clients. I instantly liked Julianne, and must have known subconsciously that she would become an important person in the realisation of my album. She told me about a friend of hers who was in Auckland, who she thought I might find quite interesting, and that his company might be open to advertising on Juice. So I made a time to meet with Jeff Matthews without realising he was going to be a game changer. During the conversation, Jeff said to me, I have written some lyrics for a song, and, as he recently reminded me, my response was, as I rolled my eyes... Everyone's a songwriter, Jeff. We wrapped up our meeting and got on with our day. Jeff told me years afterwards that he left that first meeting thinking, I will be good friends with that woman for the rest of my life. I wasn't thinking anything really except that he talked a lot and seemed to have a lot on his plate, so I didn't expect to hear from him anytime soon, although I hoped he might book some advertising spots. There is no way I would have equated that meeting with what was going to happen next. A couple of weeks prior to that meeting, I had Wayne Bell and Jill Phelan, my two good pals, around to my house for dinner. That get-together was my stake in the ground, 
It was to announce that I had decided to make another studio album and I wanted them to witness the declaration. The idea was Wayne would produce it. I had no idea how it would be recorded or how I could fund it, but I figured if I spent five minutes a day and just started, somehow I would make it happen. Of course, Jill and Wayne have always been a little cynical when it comes to my grand pronouncements and how I believe in the law of attraction and that things do come along if you ask for them. But being such dear friends, they never said anything, even if they thought I was a little bit cuckoo. (laughs) And this is the part of the story that I love. You see, I did hear from Jeff sooner rather than later because he called me at work asking if he could send me the lyrics he'd written and wondering how he could get the song produced. So I said, sure, send them to me. I will take a look. A couple of weeks later, they arrived, and they were quite good, actually, which is what Jeff told me I said. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I decided to write the music to go with his lyrics, and I asked Wayne Bell to help. The song was called Under the Stars, and it turned out very well. Jeff agreed to sponsor the production of an album and because he also believed we should record the album in the best studio we could find, we did it at Roundhead. One of the best phone calls ever was when I rang Wayne to tell him we were going to make the album we had talked about at dinner only a few weeks previous. He didn't believe me at first, but once we booked in the studio time, it was clear it was happening. The other really great idea Jeff came up with was to release All Grown Up on vinyl as a numbered collector's edition and include a CD. The cover has a 25-page booklet of wonderful artwork by Christine Webster and Mick Turner from The Dirty Three, photographs by Michelle Cutelli and Lou Trehearn. Andrew B. White designed it and saw print printed the album sleeve and it won a Gold Pride in Print Award. In the end, it was a pretty special way to make a comeback and as Jeff foretold in that original meeting, we are still good friends to this day. When I moved back from Melbourne, I was living in an amazing flat on Ponsonby Road that looked out over Auckland City. It had a great deck, which my flatmate Christina Doherty and I had a lot of wonderful parties on. I had returned from living in Australia because I had decided to leave my music career behind. Right, so I admit that didn't last long. And I had no idea what I wanted to do next. So I thought perhaps it would be good to go travelling and see the world because I still hadn't really done my O.E., I didn't have a clue about how to do this because, as usual, I was broke and stuck and working a bunch of part-time jobs and not going anywhere fast. I said to Mum during a phone call, what I need is a Ford ad or something like that so I can go and see the world. And that is all I needed to say as I got a call from John Dawson, who was working with J. Walter Thompson and Nicole Hoey from Cinco Cine the next day and was asked, would you be interested in being in a Ford commercial? I said, sure. In my head, I was thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I asked, could I write the song for the ad too? So next thing, I find I am recording a song for a commercial and then heading off to a rather glamorous film set in the desert road area somewhere in the middle of the North Island of New Zealand. 
And then my friend Christine Webster, the artist, asked me if I wanted to accompany her to Europe as she was exhibiting some pieces and needed to drop them off at galleries in LA and France. So next minute, I was off around the world on a new adventure. A career in music publishing stumbled on me when I was thinking, I wouldn't mind getting back into the music industry. Not as a musician, but in strategy and business, as that way I could use my sales and marketing skills to help other musicians realise their potential. The only problem, and it was a big one, was when I started looking around at what was out there, I realised it was slim pickings in terms of music jobs in New Zealand. There weren't many places to work at all. The wages were dreadful, and oddly, I'd never really thought about music publishing. My partner called me to tell me about a music publishing job advertised online for a Melbourne-based music publishing company, Native Tongue, which had an office in Auckland. I called the owner, Chris Goff, and said, You will want to employ me. I will build your company in New Zealand. I knew I would get that job. I saw it happening, and I didn't doubt it for a second. It was a great job and where I learned how to be a music publisher. Being a music publisher is perfect for me. I love what I do. And because I get to work with amazing musicians every day, I am inspired and it also means I can keep on creating music too. Basically, I am doing all the things that my mum thought I should be doing 14 years previous. Just after my 40th birthday, when I was a bit down and feeling useless, a friend said to me, Jan, you have so much potential. Please understand this period is just a holding pen while you figure it all out. It took me a very long time to understand the meaning of that statement, but this album, and writing these pages, is a reflection of me truly and utterly busting out of whatever place I was caged up in. And at the moment, I really feel anything is possible. Repeat after me. Winner, winner, winner. This episode of Sportsman of the Year was written and performed by me, Jan Halregal. Justin Gregory was the producer and the engineer was Jana Witter. Tim Watkin is the executive producer. You can get the book Sportsman of the Year, A Suburban Philosophy, which comes with a high-resolution download, or you can get the CD too, at my website, janhalregal.com, or at record stores and bookshops who are stocking Sportsman of the Year. Ask them for it. You can subscribe to Sportsman of the Year at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public and, of course, rnz.co.nz forward slash series. Please give us a rating. More people find out about us that way. Thanks for coming along. Enjoy. So hold on a little longer. Good and great will see you through. Hold, hold.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.